another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Sydney. And, well, today is, I mean, there's a lot actually happening in Dark Crystal at the moment, so I think we've got a lot to um, talk about. There's been a lot of um, uh, updates for uh, products that are going to come out um, sometime this year. Uh, I'm just trying to think. The ballet um, thing is happening uh, as well with um, Universe, at Dark Crystal, Odyssey. Um, hearing things. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, very exciting. Oh the, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. The uh, ballet is what I'm particularly excited about. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I'm excited that it's happening and that British friends can go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially from our friends at the great conjunction, you know, with Zay yes. and, um, and, and, and James and everyone, uh, from that end. So no, which is, which has been, uh, yeah, really cool. So yeah, definitely very exciting about that as well. Um, and also, you know, we might get into a little bit about, um, the recent sort of, um, interview from, from Netflix's co-CEO, um, about Kent's. In the room, we might as well get it out of the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think we, we got a lot of things that are worth, uh, discussing about, um, it's all to do with Dark Crystal, of course. So, um, Not most bad, but some bad, but most good <laughs> uh yeah so i think there'll be a lot of fun just going through all these um product news and just a lot of things um because yeah i mean it has been a while since like we've done this kind of show and i think you know it's one of those things where we you know we'll probably do these you know once there's quite a lot of things happening so um Draw a roundup yes exactly so um so before we start getting into all the news and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll let you know about the podcast at the moment. So I know, uh, the last, I think show was, um, we finally got around to, um, uh, releasing some of the interviews from the great conjunction. So, um, I know you heard, um, myself, uh, chain to, um, interviewing, uh, a number of guests, um, you know, that, that were at the great conjunction live. Um, so that was pretty cool to actually get that out there. And like, there is still a lot more, um, coverage, uh, to follow. So definitely stay tuned. Um, I guess I could say like, I've just, I have at least started getting into, um, video editing, all the stuff that you shot actually, um, Sydney. So, um, I'm looking forward to trying to um, shape it up and, um, no, it should be pretty cool when it comes out. Um, little vlog of our experience yes yeah 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 and uh and there's some good interviews there too actually Cindy so no you did a great job so um yes yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to try and get that get that going so uh, definitely stay tuned for that um and and really 
Pardon? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was actually a really great one. So um, being able to chat, you know, for you to chat to um, Lisa and, you know, then I did my interview with um, uh, with Stephen Garlic, of course. So, yes, yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, so so there's that at the moment. You know, the podcasts, they just sort of come out when they do at the moment, um, when we're, you know, have time i guess at the moment so no but that, that's all good um it, it, it is it is it is so our listeners yeah. are cool people they get it yeah they're good people yeah they understand <laughs> yeah totally, they have yeah. lives too yes yeah i know so <laughs> but you know um and of course i mean you know we still got um still anticipating the next episode with um legends of thra with um jamie and james so i'm sure they'll the probably boys. talk um which actually i mean i know that they both of them actually went to the uh the great conjunction um or the 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 dark crystal screening um that actually happened in um towards the end of january i think january the 28th just like a few days ago yeah 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 as of this recording yeah it was only a couple of days ago um so they uh yeah so they were there and i think it was like uh the film and the q a uh with a couple of guests uh from the film um so that was pretty cool so you know uh so looking forward to hopefully hear from them about um so uh, that that'd be pretty awesome sure we'll have zay back at some point to talk about it as well she's always keen to come and hang out with us yes definitely yeah (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely yeah so um yeah no and you know i think as we've heard from the great conjunction from uh through zay i guess that you know they've got some uh conventions sort of you know in in the in the plans maybe not dark crystal related but um maybe a couple maybe yeah maybe exactly jim henson adjacent possibly maybe. you never know yeah you never never know so uh definitely stay tuned from for that um which you know all that i'm sure that info will be at the great or you know we'll definitely um share the news when it does um so which is all uh pretty cool um and i think that's really it with the uh podcasting updates at the moment um so i think we we should just jump right in and um well yeah i mean i guess <laughs> we the could elephant. <laughs> the, the elephant because the then room. it'll just be smooth sailing after that you know what i mean like let's just get the uncomfortable truth out of the way and then get into all the good news to like you know end on a good note yeah yeah okay yeah okay all right, all right. So let, let, let's get with this sometimes bad. I mean, you could say sometimes bad, but uh, let's just say it's plain old bad. <laughs> it's bad, but it's not the the dominating... Oh, wait, wait. Like, actually, here's an episode title. We could just use it from um, Age of Resistance. Some good, most bad. This is most I bad. Say, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say if you were to like look at all the things that we're talking about today that most of them are bad things. It's just that the bad things that are there, yeah, they're annoying. Exactly. Yeah, they're they annoying and everybody's been talking about them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we might as well because, but, you know, what are we doing here if not talking about the stuff other people are talking about in regards to Dark Crystal, right? So we might as well know, air out the spicy drama. <laughs> yes. Bring on the Netflix. spiciness. Yeah, let's All go. Right. Let's go. Okay. Gloves are on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boxing okay. gloves are on. <laughs> there you go. Battle it, battle it out. All right. So yeah. what, what, what's the first thing you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, so 
everybody's talking about, or they they were at least as of um, when when this first came out um, a little while ago. I think January twenty first was when this article was posted. It was um, Ted Sarandos and Greg Peters talking about Netflix and. Uh, the title was Netflix's new co-CEOs answer all of your questions. And basically they were, you know, talking all about the state of streaming and plans moving forward for Netflix and blah, blah. Um, in my opinion, it was just very inflammatory. Yeah. (laughs) And it didn't do anything to ease people's minds. It just, after this was posted, I saw nothing but you know, people should, can you believe these guys? (laughs) Can you believe they said that? Um, Because they made a, they didn't explicitly call out uh, Age of Resistance. However, they, a comment was made that certainly was relevant to those of us who were angry about the Age of Resistance cancellation. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I actually remember it was so interesting because when the article came out, I saw it on Twitter and I read it, you know, I, I guess I, didn't read the whole, you know, the whole thing, the whole article, but, you know, I read that, you know, at least that little section about it that I'm like, okay, now this this is definitely relevant to, to Dark Crystal. Um, and then, you know, I retweeted and posted my thoughts about it. Um, but then it was, yeah, then it was interesting that really it it actually took a bit of time before the rest of the media sort of (laughs) picked up on this story. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That's like, oh, wow. Okay. Now it's like creating a big storm um yeah it was so funny actually um like when i was on twitter like i actually retweeted about this other product we'll probably talk about later in the show with the um the dark crystal card game from river horse games and then it's like then i saw this as so i was like so happy about this card game like oh you know there's something to look forward to and then reading up about this i was just like oh i was just so annoyed and um yeah 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 exactly we ride yeah. at dawn <laughs> <I know. laughs> um yeah so the thing I, I guess the big thing we're talking about is this little quote from um ted and so the question was you know how has the evolution of the business affected your relationship with the creative community online there are constantly people outraged about shows getting cancelled and so ted says we have never cancelled a successful show um a, a lot of these shows were well-intended, but talked to a very small audience on a very big budget. I mean, that certainly sounds like Dark Crystal right there. Um, it does. Yeah. The, the key to it is, the key to it is you have to be able to talk to a small audience on a small budget and a large audience at a large budget. If you do that well, you can do that forever. Yeah, um, in theory, Ted. Yes. Um, but, but here's the thing. Maybe don't call fans small. Don't no. call us we're a small audience. Yeah, no. I think I don't think we're as small as um, as that makes us sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. Um, Someone did not go to the Great Conjunction. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. Um, yeah, no, we have never can- cancelled a successful show. Well, I mean, you did cancel a critically acclaimed Emmy Award winning <laughs> show for outstanding, outstanding children's program. Um, but I mean, of Which course, has, but of course, and, you know, and it's, yeah, it spawned so many other products, you know, that are making money. So many books, um, so many universe expansions things that are still being made and purchased today, many of which we're going to be talking about, you know, later in this episode, you know, how there are still products being made in regards to this franchise. And on the one hand, like, 
why would why would those things be made if this franchise was not profitable? Um, I mean, even if he had said something like, you know, sometimes we overshoot the budget, you know, disp- disproportionately, and we in the past have overspent. Um, and then that leads to cancellations. Like, take a little bit of responsibility, you know what I mean? Like, just blaming it on, well, listen, we're not going to spend money on something not enough people are watching. Yeah, the buck stops with Ted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, um, it's sort of similar to what happened, I guess, you know, to, of course, um, I mean, with another franchise, of course, with Star Wars, with Solo, a Star Wars story, and how that sort of didn't pan out well. And, um, and... Uh, Bobby Igo at the time, you know, he he owned up to it. He was like, yeah, the buck stops with me. Like, you know, yeah, that was, you know, maybe not a best move, you know, and how much they spent a lot of money on, on this show, on, on Solo that didn't do well. And I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, if, yeah, if it did set along the lines of like, yeah, they just... Star Wars is going to make a bunch of money yeah, so we yeah, can yeah. just and, and, spend as much as we want on it. But that's not always going to be the case, especially in a post um jj abrams ryan johnson world like this is a world where star wars fans are and i wouldn't even say that that's that's also not even a fair statement post prequels even like since the prequels um which anyone who knows me knows that i absolutely love the prequels and i will sing their praises forever um phil and i both have jar jar binks's in our rooms right now yeah exactly Um, yeah yeah however (laughs) (laughs) we can't deny that that was pretty much a turning point in the star wars fandom where um, you can no longer at that point guarantee that just because a product has the title on it means it's going to make as much money as you spent on it because the fans are divided and um, a lot of fans are going to be unhappy with the product and it's not going to, you can't just assume it's going to be a huge success because you've put, in the case of Dark Crystal, in you know my humble opinion, is... Uh, you know, even though the final product that we got was phenomenal and I'm very grateful for it and it was a spectacular 10 episodes of just more than than I ever could have asked for, really, um, as a prequel. However, was it entirely necessary for almost the entire cast to be these massive A-list celebrities that probably sucked up a huge chunk of the budget? Well, yeah, I mean, that that is definitely a big part of the budget. I think, um, yeah, like, even, uh, you know, when they were announcing, like, the voice cast, like, I was very surprised. I was like, like, you get Mark Hamill on the show, you got Taron Egerton, you got, you got, yeah, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter, and, like, such a lot of, lot of these, you know, high-profile um tv and film stars that i was that was like really shocking so i i think that that's that was the thing with age of resistance is that um it was probably the it like it had to be sort of the most expensive the most like riskiest creative you know venture um really try and go all in um for dark crystal and i think that's the thing with netflix i guess uh for um ourselves i guess you know uh, definitely for myself is that it, it 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 is sort of a love hate relationship um that we have for netflix because it's like well you know without netflix we would not have gotten age of resistance in the first place who pushed for puppetry as opposed to, to cg anim- or yes animation. or animation yes exactly yes right. and and i guess the other thing we have to be mindful of is that the netflix now 
is very different to the Netflix that was back, you know, from 2017, 2016 to uh, 2019. Um, very, very, because, I mean, back then. World. Well, That's, yeah, exactly. You know, and also um, Cindy Holland, um, who was, uh, you know, one of the heads at, um, at Netflix, uh, she was the, really the one that really pushed forward about um, getting Dark Crystal on Netflix. Um, so I think she had a, a lot of say, I guess, in with greenlighting, um, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And of course, you know, um, in 2020, of course, you know, with COVID happened, uh, unfortunately, yeah, uh, she was dismissed, I think from, from Netflix, uh, or left Netflix. Um, so there was a lot of changes happening, um, within Netflix and of course, um, that I think uh, a lot of other factors, uh, you know, of course, you know, that it may not have reached, um, enough people based on the budget and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of, I guess a lot of factors that sort of, you know, um, uh, accumulated, um, for, you know, for the, for the unfortunate demise of the show. I mean, it was a bit of a shame that, you know, it was, you know, <laughs> that they announced it, um, you know, pretty much a couple of days after the, um, they won an Emmy. Um, but I think they, within one day, it was like they won the Emmy and then the next day announced like we had not even 24 hours to, to catch our breath and, and celebrate no. and be excited. Yeah. It was just, Oh my God. Um, so yeah. And, I, I do think looking back on it now and the way it's planned out and the, the comments that have been made like this one, um, it, it harkens back to the expensive disappointment car- comment from before um, about how really... Maybe that was Ted. Maybe that was Ted that said that. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Um, <laughs> but even if it wasn't, it, yeah. it goes yeah, it goes to show that the main um, ideology, <laughs> the, the main opinion coming from Netflix post-cancellation was that it did not have success, finger quotes, (laughs) in the way that they meant it, which is making an unfathomable unfathomable amount of money that they really haven't even released to us what that goal was supposed to be. Like, to this day, we don't know what what that number, you know, of viewership that it was, you know, trying to get. what that goal is but clearly dark crystal did not hit that goal that mysterious number of viewership compared to the mass amount of money that they spent on it and in a lot of ways i think that the budget was well spent it was absolutely the right move to go with real sets to go with real puppets to minimize the cg um to have that massive crew of puppeteers and set builders and artists and just the list goes on of incredible people that absolutely were worthy of cashing in a paycheck to create what we got. Um, However, looking back on it, I really think that they were pushing so hard. And by they, I mean, you know, Netflix and, you know, maybe even Henson Company. When you look back at the marketing leading up to when Age of Resistance was released, more effort was put forth to get us hyped about the voice cast than about the content of the show. They let us know, they showed us, you know, for the longest time, all we had was a poster and three images of our three three main characters. And that was all we had regarding what we were actually going to get as for content of the show, other than just knowing that it was a prequel. 
Yeah. And I, I think that is one of the sort of, I think the missed opportunities. Cause I know, I mean, that was sort of the thing that that's the way that Netflix work, you know, they're very secretive about every project that they work on. But I think for Dark Crystal, they, they really should have pushed it a lot more um, than they probably should have. Um, like, you know, I, I even thought about like, you know, they really should have done some little behind the scenes videos. I mean, they did do some of that for Comic-Con, but probably a little bit more behind the scenes or um, just sort of like, you know, uh, a description, a video about each character and just sort of hinting of what each character does. You know, here's a video about Rian. This is what Rian's about. This is what Brea's about, you know. Um, we're in this world. There's, you know, all these different cultures of Gelfling. You know, here's a video about each culture of Gelfling and this is what they're like. Um, I think there was like a lot well, of potential. Pardon? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and, and the the fact that um, what was marketed to us, if, if you can even call it that, I mean, there would be, you know, these social media posts every so often that was that were just like you know coming soon you'll get a trailer um and then you know oh that there was <laughs> that that one uh night that we were all hyped up to like stay up all night to get what we thought was going to be a trailer and then it was a poster oh um, yes yeah <laughs> that that moment will go down in infamy and you know i have that poster on my wall right now i'm looking at it so it's not that i wasn't grateful to get the poster that's the thing dark crystal fans are very grateful to get anything however it's very frustrating to be teased and then not have expectations met um i mean that'd be frustrating for any fandom honestly yeah absolutely. um but they released the cast list before they released just about anything else we had a cast list long before we had a trailer and I think the only like real marketing out in the world that we got was at Comic-Con, you know, they had the, um, and, and even at that point that was cutting it so close. That was Comic-Con was like was two months, months before. Yeah. yeah only two yeah. months before the show was going to come out. And all of that time that we knew that the show was coming. Yeah. We've they could have been doing so been much more. Years. You've seen it since when yeah. they first announced it in 2017. Um, and that point, so, yeah. all we knew was we had these three characters, we knew it was a prequel, and then at one point we had a poster and we knew the cast list. And I feel like they were really banking on the fact that, yes, we know that this movie is sort of a cult movie and that it doesn't have the same fan base that Star Wars has. It's not a worldwide pandemonium in the same way. It's it's a cult movie. It has a, you know a small following. Um, small with air quotes fingers <laughs> but um, comparatively um, by big budget blockbuster standpoints so what we're going to do is we're going to put a bunch of fancy new names and you know big A-list stars attached to this project and try to reel in new fans who maybe wouldn't watch it otherwise but the thing is it did do that but it wasn't just because of the cast it was because the content was good and because those of us who knew it was going to be good told all of our friends and family, we posted about it. We did the marketing that Netflix and Henson Company wasn't doing. Like, <laughs> that's. And, like, yeah, what it's it like for Jamie to. and I, like, we, we didn't really know, yeah, till when I went to the US in, in April in 2019. 
that from that moment on, I was like, okay, you know, nah, this show, like we knew it was in good hands, of course, but no, nah, these are in great hands. Brilliant hands, I should say. The problem um, is not that you spent so much money on something that didn't have enough fans. The problem is that you dispersed the money in a way that was not considerate and not necessary, and then you didn't market your product. You just flat out did not market it, and then you're going to be like, "Well, it's because the fan base is too small." Yeah, and I don't okay. think even, and I don't think even in the voice, it's one of those things I really want to look up, like down the track, like even with a voice cast, like how many of them actually like tweeted about or posted Instagram videos about what change resistance, because um, I don't think not many did. Like, yeah, you would have had Mark Hamill and probably like um, Taryn Egerton, but you know, during Comic Con, but I don't know where they, you know, I. I think Mark Campbell did t- probably tweet about it like on the day, but you know, it wasn't like, yeah, I think. Who, yeah. you know, did interviews here and there, but most of the information we were given after that, like there, there weren't a lot of like appearances by the stars. Like they were leaning so hard on the fact that we, they had these celebrity names, but then they didn't really utilize them for marketing at all. No, no. You know, they, they made like one appearance for the premiere and yeah. then, that, you know, they kind of stopped talking about it. Like it made us feel as though they were just there to cash a check yeah. and it was just a job like to yeah. come in and, you know, and, and I don't mean that to be a diss on the actors because they no. certainly did an amazing job and were worthy of the paycheck they were given. It's not that they did not deserve it and that they didn't do great work because of course they did. Yeah. But there has to be a balance there in terms of like you have to do the work and then <laughs> promote yeah. the work you've done <laughs> I know, yeah. and that's that's not solely on the actors to do no. um so that's why this this interview with with ted <laughs> is extra yeah. frustrating because it does fall on the streaming service and the production company to step in and you know make sure the marketing gets followed through yeah. and works with the the actors and the, the team and everything to make sure that those things follow through and it clearly was not and then they're no. saying well it wasn't successful <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no responsibility <laughs> no. whatsoever no 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 it's like yeah we we yeah it's not like yeah we kind of messed up with dark crystal and you know we've learned a lot from that experience um but yeah there was none of that at all um but yeah, I I think yeah overall like with all that it's like yeah it, it it's 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 sad that you know we're in the, in this situation where we have no idea what the future of the show is gonna be, and even then it's like if somehow if if it did you know continue on um there's gonna be I think a lot of challenges I think uh regardless and I, I mean that's the thing like now I'm looking at this now and if for some strange reason they netflix is like you know let's we've changed our minds let's green light season two of age resistance my concern now would be okay that's great but i feel like but it's going to be a a smaller budget like it's not that it just won't compare to what they pulled off with the first season of age resistance that the i'd be really concerned about the quality or like not the quality but the the budget um you know the the scale of it will be a lot less if a season two did happen with it pun they certainly wouldn't build those big 
um, impressive sets uh, to the same degree. You'd, you'd have a lot more like sort of zoom background quality sets. You'd have a lot more CG. Um, one of the one of the products that came out uh, post COVID kind of let me down was the the Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. It was I loved um, the way it was written and the performances that were given were really great and it could have been a really great crossover. But it really threw me that you could tell that there were never any more than two puppeteers in one place at a time and that there were like no sets whatsoever. Everything was done from home with digital backgrounds. And it took away so much of the magic and so much of why you watch puppet content. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I, that's we the thing, it. like, I think one of the technologies, if, I, if, if another Dark Crystal would happen, I definitely think they'll probably try and take advantage of the, um, the stagecraft, uh, which is that big um, on-set virtual production set, you know, that's been used in, Shows like Mandalorian and a couple other things, but I know Mandalorian. Um, so, and I think a little bit of that Muppet, um, yeah, the Haunted Mansion use. I think they used a bit of that stagecraft, I believe, as well. So, um, they filmed yeah. that right, like in the middle of the COVID yeah, of the restrictions pandemic, yeah. and everything. So, yes, like, even yeah. if they had used something like the volume, it would have been to a way um, smaller degree because they couldn't have as many people on set at once. Like and and you could tell in the final product, which was a shame because it, you know, in a lot of ways it was a really fun little Halloween special, and I I watched it again this year. I enjoy it, but yeah, <laughs> um, but I couldn't help but be like, Ugh, I, this would be so much better if, you know, they had just waited. You know what I mean? Waited and released it when they could have used more people and had actual sets. I would have preferred to wait a little longer, and have it marketed. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you know? know that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's a thing, you know. And Disney Plus is a whole other animal compared to <laughs> Muppet Pun Animal. Um, whole other thing compared to Netflix. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And Disney Plus is just constantly relying on IPs and putting stuff out, and they're just like, "Well, we're Disney. We're literally rolling in money all the time. We can do whatever we want." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Like, so I know that's quite a bit of a storm from that article. Uh, which we'll put that put that in the in the uh, show notes. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a very interesting, you know, thing to to talk about. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just gonna be one of those interesting things. I think you know, if we did get a follow up, um, I definitely would hope that the um, uh, the scale of the follow up will be, you know, I feel like it has to be very similar, you know, to what the first season did. Um, in my opinion, so. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it ever happens <laughs> um yeah all right cool we made it we lived we're good yeah we did we did <laughs> yeah super spicy um let, let's try and think of like other things that have been happening uh i mean let, let's let's go from bad to good how about that so we know that um i think it was actually a couple of days ago might have been a week ago now that more details got released about the um from uh, the Royal Opera House um with Universe uh well there's it, a new title actually although they've added an extra word so it's now back then it was called you know the Dark Crystal Odyssey but now it's referred to as Universe a Dark Crystal Odyssey um and this is a uh, a ballet and dance uh, kind of performance 
um, that's uh, described as, uh, I'm just trying to find, here we go. So the background universe of Dark Crystal Odyssey reimagines Jim Henson's epic adventure and unsettling world in the context of our own ailing planet. Uh, exploring themes of nature, uh, exploitation, courage, and rescue, and asking how we can come together to be whole again. Um, featuring the extraordinary dances of company Wayne McGregor, this is a modern myth for all generations. Um, yeah, yeah. Really intriguing. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm more intrigued by it than, than I was before. Um because it definitely seems like I think um, I mean originally this was gonna happen during of course COVID and then it kept getting delayed delayed and so it's finally happening um, I think it starts from the 14th of May uh, this year to the 4th of June uh, so yeah so they're doing it for a good couple of weeks at least so which is very good so um, and I think that's at the Lin Linbury Theatre um, so um, yeah I'm looking forward to. Uh, hearing more about it and i think you know and actually this is i'm gonna do a call out actually you know for anyone that's planning to go to see universe of dark chris odyssey if you're interested in talking about it on our podcast um uh, send us an email at dark crystal podcast at gmail.com because we'd love to have you on and yeah talk about it because i mean obviously you know for us too you know we're both from other sides of the world um so i think you know for us to to get there i mean i would love to but yeah, I just don't think it's going to be, uh, possible for us. Um, so that's why I'm like, I'm really hoping forward to, um, you know, to hear it from people and, and maybe, and maybe like, I mean, I, I love to love to know if they do actually film, film it as well, but I haven't heard anything about that. Um, if they, if they're so plans. cool, if they it did. would be great. Yeah. But also it would be great to have, um, somebody who's involved in the production on to sort of build up some hype for it in the meantime you know so would be cool if we're we're gonna you know put our put our fingers out there and see what we find if if we're able to get a hold of somebody um from from the show to come and chat with us about it um, yeah definitely you know, yeah that, we'll it would be you know great guys. yeah yeah because i love to get a bit bit of insight from like how it all sort of came to together and um and all that kind of stuff and um i was just trying to think about this thing i think probably the interesting thing about it is i mean um I love it actually because on their site there's no imagery from the Dark Crystal. Like I think when it first came out they just had the poster, but now it's like this like spacey kind of image at the moment. So um, I'm interested think, to see how abstract it will be and how much it'll actually use imagery from the original film or from Age of Resistance. I know that the frouds were involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like include artists and original Henson collaborators, Brian and Wendy Froud. Um, so like that they're involved in some capacity, but I think that, well, that that's the thing is it's going to be interesting to see how much Dark Crystal is going to be like represented in this, um, in this, because now it's sort of, because it's sort of, it, it's more like, um, you know, yeah, as I described, it's a reimagining kind of thing. Um, and how it relates to, you know, in context of our, with the world. Um, Mentalism and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how much Dark Crystal, you know, there will be, or if not. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting, that's for sure. I think I remember, even, I think even Zay, I think spoke about in one of the Instagram videos about that her expectations, like, yeah, you know, 
don't expect a full-blown Dark Crystal ballet and dance kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, but it's, it's going pretty cool. So, you know, looking forward to, you know, hearing and see, seeing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear about it. And I really hope that we're able to see it in some capacity that, that they, somebody films it or they make like a promo video for it. Um, that would be really cool if they came out with like a, like a promotional video to share. Um, and then we could get some sort of hint as for what to expect visually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, we'll find more details down the track. Um, and yeah, so, and I guess from that, let's, let's go to the bad again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bad, uh, uh, which actually comes from a Weta workshop, actually. Very surprising. Of all people. Why, why bad? Why bad? I mean, we'll definitely get into the good from them very shortly, but like, why bad from Weta workshop? Um, so, in, I mean, we talked about this quite a while ago. The, there was a whole chat about with Dark Crystal NFTs and all that kind of stuff. And um, that was our only chat about it at the time because, you know, it's like, you know, we didn't really want to bring it up too much because we, you know, I think, you know, we, we're definitely not big fans of um, NFTs. And so... Um, not freaking thraw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no freaking throw indeed um and, and so of course i mean there, there was been word around i mean uh i think with quid i think they're the ones that do these nfts um that they've been releasing things um to, based on the um the uh, collectibles from word of workshop so they're actually using you know um an ar uh sort of version of you know the gartham jen and kira and the landstrider statues um and so weather workshop actually did a, a newsletter about it um a first of their kind um so you know they've worked together to create the first of their kind limited edition and individually serialized set of dark crystal digital collectibles um you know that includes four characters sculpted with the same precision and care blah 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 um and it's like here we go blah 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 here's more information and um i think the funny thing was it's like they sort of had to try and defend themselves in the q a um they were ready for backlash <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and so it's just like q a it's like are these digital collectibles non-fungible tokens and it was like it's and the, their answer is like it's completely your choice how you see these collectibles <laughs> you can sell brackets mint these items as nfts to the blockchain or not so it's like yeah, from a certain point of view yeah, no, from, <laughs> i guess yeah but but yes yes Maybe, they are yes but they really are yeah <laughs> are they physical tangible things you can have shipped to you and buy and put on your shelf no no they are not <laughs> no no and um so that was like you know um and this was like the first time that I think they promoted about it. Cause I don't think they promoted about it. I think they got announced maybe a week or two ago before. And, and, and even like, there's actually like, can you actually watch a video on, on YouTube? You know, if you click on the newsletter, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but you can click on the video that takes you to a YouTube video about dark crystal digital collection. And it's actually unlisted. 
So it's like, hence, like, um, where to workshop? They're, they're embarrassed that they would not make this video public because they know that they would get a, an amount of backlash yeah. from this. And as of now, like, as of this recording, you know, of, you know, we're recording on uh, Friday, the 3rd of um, February, but as of now, I'm looking at it, and it's only got 94 views. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. incredibly sad. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just funny that yeah they haven't they they did not make that um public at all. Um, it's both and sad and funny. Like they're it aware. Is, yeah. And and at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's they're they're just trying to you know do their job and live their life and um, business is business. <laughs> yeah. But at at the same time, like. You know, we've we've talked ad nauseum, and the the Dark Crystal community has really collectively voiced their opinion on this whole topic. And it, you, and I think the people at Weta know mm. that, yeah. And that's why <laughs> they're behaving sort of sheepishly ab about it. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to use my words carefully here because I don't want to try to like disrespect people at Weta at all because no, we love what they do. I love yeah, what they do. Like they are the best when it comes to with their um They've, with the physical with the physical yeah <laughs> um, well, collectibles I mean, yeah they yeah, clearly yeah, yeah, they continue yeah. putting out dark crystal related products when no one else does they still do and and not just from Age of Resistance but from the original movie and that you know that certainly deserves respect but um and the fact that they are artists they are creators and as such. I imagine a lot of the artists and creators working for Weta, just just my conjecture here, probably, you know, understand that a lot of fellow artists and creators are not into the idea of um, doing doing NFTs. Yeah, and I I feel like Weta sort of had no. I I kind of feel like they had no choice because it's like well because the ownership of you know all the Dark Crystal collectibles you know goes to Hanson. And Hansons were probably like, oh, let's make NFTs that, you know, on them. And I feel like maybe Weta didn't have much of a say and they sort of had to, uh, you know, Highly get possible. their arms twisted to like Highly make this possible. newsletter to promote your, um, promote NFTs and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm just um, speculating here, of course, you know, yeah, I, I'm course. not, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it just seemed to, you know, it was a very unusual kind of thing to, to read, like, especially from Weta Workshop um yeah about these um nfts for the dark crystal based on their um collectibles so yeah uh, but yeah, at the same yeah. time at least they are also putting out real tangible things at the same time um you know they did just come out with that incredible tavra um that is just probably in my opinion the best looking gelfling that they have released um, yeah like that i actually so have to accurate. agree like like it is very like the images look very spot on to the um yeah to the show and i don't know whether it's yeah and then the the landstrider of course is uh also yes. uh, being promoted right now so it's it's not like you know weta has completely disregarded the thing we love them for and favor of no, just no, doing nfts all, no. now it's it's not it's not a huge betrayal or anything it's just <laughs> no it's just it was a little surprising I think, yeah more than it, 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 like, it was, huh. it's just a bit of a bump like you know a bit of a uh, yeah 
really but okay you know let's let's put it under the rug put it under the rug you know yeah <laughs> um, nobody's perfect yeah no no so uh but but yeah like uh, yeah like they yeah they they released that tavra um that's up for a pre-order yes so it comes out the fourth quarter of uh 2023 um but yeah like it's like even i i was surprised of seeing um tavra like um as a collectible so it's like you know and i think it's like one of the first times i think there's an any if you need that Tavra merch, like that's the only thing <laughs> that's out yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Which is, yeah. is super unfortunate because not just from the show, but so many Dark Crystal fans are Tavra Tavra fans from uh, J.M. Lee's novels because she's yes, such a yeah. predominant character um, in in that YA series, and um, she gets so much more um, expansion and development in those compared to Age of Resistance and. Even if you haven't read those and you're only going off of Age of Resistance, she's clearly a character that's like, oh, we love her. She has a huge following. So um, there should be more more Tavra stuff. Um, but I will take the opportunity right now to shout out Nori Story Art, um, our, our new friend from the Great Conjunction um, and wonderful artist with so much amazing Dark Crystal fan art. But I recently put um, one of the prints I got from her at the Great Conjunction into a frame and up in my living room and it's of Tavra and Annika and I it just brings me so much joy like I have my dark crystal corner in my bedroom where like the entire wall is just all the dark crystal stuff so I tend to keep everything together but for that one I was like well one I'm running out of space in the bedroom but two I want to look at this one when I'm in the living room, <laughs> like when I'm living my life, when I walk into the apartment, my eye goes straight to it. <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we love Tavra in this house. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. And I guess, you know, one thing is like, well, if I get a Tavra, what about an Onika? <laughs> got to get, you got to get them two together. And you know, that's. Yeah. Onika is my, my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that she was included in the show at all um, because I wasn't sure that they were, you know, going to consider her a, a character at all to be worth featuring because she would be too secondary. But um, but I'm glad that, that she had a nice little moment there and um, and her puppet is just beautiful and um, very similar to how I envisioned her when I when I read her. Um, so, yeah, it would be great if, if they did that as well. Um, but you know, obviously if we had our way, Weta would be making a, a figure for everyone. <laughs> All the yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I still want, I still want, um, I love, I still love to see if they ever did like, um, uh, a, a statue of, um, Ronip, like their own interpretation of Ronip from know, creation really myths. Cool. One of those, yeah, yeah. Which I know <laughs> will listen, never happen, Jamie. but I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, the, the great thing is it's it's still great to see um Widow Workshop still um creating these um uh collectibles uh from characters from the Dark Crystal and you know to have Tavra there is a very great addition uh, alongside with the Landstrider as well um so that yes hopefully you know there'll be plenty more in store throughout the year um and I think you know I'm just trying to think like really the only the only one I would think of that they would probably do next is maybe an Urskek. Um, it's one of those characters I've been, yeah, it's one of those things I've been hanging out for, for a while. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, we'll just um sort of see what happens as well. So I I guess you know going from that you know we've you know it's looked great that you know we're getting get more collectibles from Weta Workshop. Um, but more things that are in store, of course, uh, is from River Horse Games. Yay, and, our um, friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've and, never um, done us wrong. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, all good. Would say. All good yeah. over at River Horse. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I think it was very recently, I think, from a toy store. Um, I don't know if they've actually put it up officially through their website, but I, I saw it when I was just on Twitter and um so i think there was a site toywiz.com uh they put up a pre-order thing for the dark crystal card game and um as it's described uh it includes 80 beautifully illustrated tarot sized cards uh divided into 24 major suit cards uh vlayaya uh which of course is the gelfling essence and 414 minus suit cards um songs spirals swords and skip scepters uh the simple call rules allow four players to have a quick fun game suitable for all the family the advanced rules turn the game into a more sophisticated highly tactical experience more suitable for grown-ups that's um, really intriguing yeah um, yeah especially I, I like i love that they're nice big like tarot size cards too um yeah they really are be, yeah I, i'm i'm really excited i um because even like that, that i think that was a really smart move because even if you don't end up actually playing the game you can no. still uh, appreciate them as as like art pieces because they'll be nice and bit like you could make probably make like some cool displays out of them um yes. and then for uh people who do use tarot cards or oracle cards um, there's probably flexibility there to be able to sort of use them in that sort of capacity. I was, mm. when I first saw the post, I was interested um, or curious rather as to whether or not they were meant to be like tarot cards because we had also um, gotten an announcement recent, well, a semi-announcement, we'll get into that, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely, we found yeah. out through the, the pipeline that Insight Editions had also released a Dark Crystal Tarot deck. Um, well, it's going to be coming out in August, so it's uh, up for pre-orders right now. And yes. um, it hasn't gotten a lot of, again, marketing. <laughs> so, no, no. Uh, um, but a lot of the fans have been posting about it in like the Crystal Shard group and everything. And um, word travels fast, and we. Um, so I knew that the Tarot deck was was coming, and so I was curious if this River Horse um, card deck was going to be just another variation on that but traditionally a tarot deck is 78 um 78 cards and this yes, one yeah. this river horse one is 80 river horse. yeah um, that's, but that's also really they're, yeah. they're not yeah. going along with the traditional um arcana and the the titles of the cards compared to tarot they've come up with their own sort of um you know using the lore um and terminology from the dark crystal to create this this game format um but i'm sure that you know if you use oracle cards and things of that nature you could probably adapt it to something like that because it is you know only um two cards more than a than a tarot deck and you could there's i don't know I, it's really interesting you could probably put it toward uses like that as well I, i'm absolutely going to be getting both decks so i'm really looking forward to kind of comparing and contrasting um 
but but the major difference here is that the ones from Insight are a traditional tarot deck, meaning it's using tarot terminology. The major and minor, uh, major and minor arcana, and um, it's seventy eight, and it's you know traditional terminology, but with dark crystal art, um, similar to like the the labyrinth tarot deck that Insight also came out with, um, and many others. Insight Editions has come out with some awesome, like really cool tarot decks, and I've been just waiting for a dark crystal one for years i'm so excited they have one yeah well no which um, is so awesome and i i've never got into um tarot decks so it's like you know I've, it's something i haven't delved into so i'm i'm sort of very curious um yeah my yeah my interest has sort of peaked a bit um, yeah tarot, and at the very least and, it's yes. a good way to have 78 beautiful little works of art <laughs> so yeah exactly yeah um, yeah yeah but for the river horse game in contrast, it's not being marketed as a tarot deck. It is not a tarot no. deck. It is its own game it's system, a, it's a, a whole card, new yeah, card game. Yeah, it's a card game. Yeah, different yeah. It's in um, their own system. Even though, it, I mean, the only similarities is that they're tarot-sized cards. So they're yes. big cards, but they're not tarot cards. They're just no. tarot-sized cards. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and the, the fact that they've divided them up into sort of their own version of the arcana like the different um categories um of the cards with the the vlayaya and um the scepters and like it's it's really interesting so um and a lot of people uh were commenting uh, on the posts about it as to whether this was just a traditional card deck and no that would be um we already have a dark crystal uh, just a card deck just a regular yeah, the playing cards yes yeah, yeah playing yeah. cards um, and that's uh, would be 52 cards, whereas this one is 80 yes. cards. It's a whole new, like, original card game, which apparently, according to that description you read, um, can be sort of modified to, like, a more user-friendly version yeah, yeah. and a more mature um, tactics sort of And that's of game. actually kind of cool. Like, I like that at least they have different game modes, you know, different ways of playing this card game. So that's actually kind of cool. And, like, I'm, I'm just looking at the image, like, with the, the card game, and I love um, how you see... Uh, there's an image of like the hunter and the archer and how like they're sort of, you know, mirrored, I guess, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So no, which is really cool. So, um, so as we know, I think the card game from river horse, uh, I think it's going to, uh, come out sometime in June and the tarot, uh, deck and guidebook, uh, from insight editions is coming out in, um, August. Uh, August the twenty second. So. so it's gonna be, uh, you know, our summertime is gonna have some new uh, dark crystal cards. I cannot wait. I'm very excited for both of these. Honestly, um, one that I can enjoy um, by myself with the with the tarot cards, and the other one that I can um, bring to my family gatherings and continue the good work of trying to indoctrinate everyone I know into the world of Thra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so here play this game with me guys it's just a card game it's certainly not more puppet propaganda oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so no, it's all really good so you know at least like we've got a couple of things to look forward to this year with dark crystal uh from the you know from the ballet to tarot decks and card games um so yeah we you know we've we got a few little things to to look forward to this year and um, you know, as they come out, we'll definitely be discussing about them on the podcast and, um, yeah. So, um, 
I I think that probably wraps up for um for this episode roundup. of Trial by Stone. Yeah. yeah. So again, um, again, thank you so much, and um, stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.